Hello and welcome to episode 53 of the AG Podcast. I'm your host this week, the Ash Cohen 09. And with me, as always, is Jaminator. Good evening, pal. Evening, buddy. How are we doing? Yeah, not too bad. How are you? Yeah, not too bad at all, mate. You had a nice day off today, so a bit of rest and recharge. Oh, nice. And uh, all ready for, for this evening. Superb, yes. First BFA of the season. A busy one indeed to come. Yeah. <laughs> uh, joining us on the podcast today is uh, semi-regular Riverman. Good evening, River. Evening, Ash. Evening, Jam. How are we doing? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Good. Looking forward to another, another hour of discussion. And joining us on the podcast this week, I think for the second time, might possibly be the first... Rick is Shelbourne. Evening lads, thanks for having us back on. Yeah, no, good to have you back. Uh, right, so just to run through the agenda for today's episode, we're going to start by talking about the group stages of the Ryder Cup. Obviously, that's all now come to a finish, um, and we are on the sort of knockout part, but we're going to look back at what's happened in the groups. We're then going to hear from Joe regarding the last two weeks of the F1, you know, two really uh, interesting tracks in uh, Monaco and Baku. Um we're then going to go back to FIFA and obviously the brackets have started for the Ryder Cup in the Elite and Lower so we will uh, have a little look at those and see uh, what's happened so far and then as a, as a few members have pointed out it is the first BFA of FIFA 21 so uh, we'll talk a little bit at the end about uh, our reaction to some of the bids that have happened and uh, as well as some of the bids, uh, some of the deals that have gone through in the market the last couple of days so we obviously we will start with the group stage and we will start with group one and uh, i guess uh, if it was the other way around and it was jam hosting this week i suspect i would be the first person that would be asked about my sort of a uh, record in this group so i better uh, address this the first thing uh it's not been good uh, zero wins zero draws complete losses <laughs> Um, I mean, you have you have had a mare. Let's let's be brutally I, honest. I, I mean, yeah. so if we if we were to if we were to break it down, so I mean, you know, the highlight of which was the the Justice for Ash game, which was was really going <laughs> to Jakey. Um, but I mean, where did it all go wrong? What was it? Was it a confidence thing, Ash? Because um, we've played friendlies and you've done all right. Yeah, I, I, I think it's the defending. Um, I mean, I'm not going to use that. I've already used that as an excuse, and I, um, I, I don't know. I think. The game at the moment, you know, is kicking up such high-scoring games, and you know, some of the games I was involved in were all high-scoring games, um, you know. But it's just something didn't go right. I just couldn't defend, um, and it seemed to be the case every single game. So uh, I had this a couple of years ago where I went through an exact similar thing, and funnily enough, it was after I'd smashed Ultimate Team for the first two weeks of launch. Um, so maybe in a couple of weeks' time, I will be all right. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's a tournament to forget in terms of the group stages. Um, done all right in the bracket so far. Obviously, we'll come to that a bit later on. But yeah, in terms of a group stage for me, it's not good at all. Um, obviously, in the top group, yourself, Jam, you know, you finished fourth behind mm. Sufi, Berger and Jaxi. You know, perhaps maybe that's a look ahead of the Premiership for next season. Um, what, what would you sort of say about your... Um, you know your uh, your stage in the uh, in the group stage. Yeah, I mean, again, it's. I think if you, I can't remember the exact order of last year's top four in the Prem, but it was definitely us four. I think in terms of me, Sutherberger, and uh, and Jaxi. Um, again, I'd like to say I'm the sort of I'm the odd one out in. I'm I'm definitely the fourth in in that group. Um, I'm the, I'm the Ringo star or, or whatever you want to call it of those four. Um, for me, you know, Southey plus 26 goal difference. Um, you know, Berger plus 14, Jaxi plus 10, and myself there on zero. And then there's a big drop off to everybody else who was on minus. Um, you know, shout out to yourself, Ash, on a minus 25 goal difference. <laughs> um, I think more. that, yeah, I think that, um, you know, and Shelbourne will attest to this, and obviously yourself, and then obviously River, of course, this season coming up. The Prem does throw up some, you know, some relatively consistent results i would say i mean shelbourne and suited did amazing last season to come up and do as well as they did in their first season and took to it like a duck to water but you know we've seen that it's it's very easy to slip up if you take your eye off the ball i mean shelbourne three draws three wins three losses um you know suited lost uh, lost seven games out of the out of the nine he played um so there's a bit of a you know a bit of a switch switch around there from from last season 
yeah. for me, I'm, I'm massively happy to finish fourth. Let's put it that way. I don't think you can moan too much, can you really? Um, Shelbourne, obviously, you know, you were also in the top group. You know, a couple of mixed results. I mean, you did get a win against Jaxi, um, but then obviously a loss against uh, Jam. How, how would you sum up your uh, your group stage? Yeah, that one against Jaxi, I was 4-1 down and I felt like giving up on life and uh, managed to come back and win 6-4. So I was I was pretty happy that evening. But um, no, I started off slow Um I was still very much getting the hang of FIFA and even on the forums you might have seen I was doing a bit of moan and giving out I just couldn't get a hang of things especially the defending and actually I um, I dropped Suddy uh, a PM and uh, looked for a bit went cap in hand looked for a bit of advice and um, he, he threw a few nuggets my way and pretty much from then on it's been a real kind of change in fortunes I've been getting a lot more goals and keeping it a bit tighter at the back so um, and even like in the game say against Aaron where I drew 3-3 I mean, he had three shots and scored three goals up until the 90th minute or something. So, again, it should have been probably a win for me in that. Like, so I think on another day, I'd have been probably up alongside Jam. But um, I was overall, I was quite happy with how it ended up in the end. Yeah, I mean, River, sort of looking from the outside, um, is there anything in that group that surprises you? What, other than you not picking up a single point? Well, yeah, <laughs> yes, but we'll try and keep that on the low. I, d- I don't think he's talked about it enough, River, to be honest. Go back into it. <laughs> I, I can say, yeah, the Ash Cohen sitting there with uh, nine defeats out of nine. Yeah, that, that surprised me a little bit. Um, other than that, no, not really. Maybe I might have expected Jakesy to have a couple more wins there because I think, as everyone says, those three at the top are... I seem to be a class above everyone else, but Jakesy's only finished a point above you there, Jam, in the end, because he, he, he's lost some games. But it looks same old, same old, doesn't it? Southey nine wins out of nine. Berger eight wins out of nine. He's only lost to Southey. Looks like the top of the tree is going to be the, the same as it always is. It's weird because, I mean, I said um, in an event the other night, and I can't remember which event it was. I can't remember if it was when we were maybe doing a, a FIFA event and end up having to do COD or whether it was actually in a FIFA event. But uh, I sort of said to Berger, and a few people in the, in the party laughed, but hey, Ash, you might have been there. Um, I said, you know, Southey and, and Jaxie for me are kind of like the Liverpool and Man City, of, of, well, of last season anyway, um, in the sense that they're the... They're the ones I don't know. I I personally think when I'm going up against them, oh, I'm going to lose this game. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose this game. So what's what's the point? I'll, I'll give it a best shot. But with Berger, I feel like he can be got at. Um, and there's there's a difference there again. Whether it's just because me and Berger have a bit of a, a bit of a sort of frenemy rivalry, I don't know. Um, but you're absolutely right, River. You know, when I played Jaxi in uh, in the group stage, you know, I was two 0 up in the you know going into half time. I think it was, and he ended up winning four two. It was just typical, you know, almost Man United esque that he managed to come back in the last minutes and, and pit me to the win. It's uh, it's it just seems like inevitable, really, that he's going to pick up points. It seems straight. It's strange that you say that, Jam, because I wasn't um, in that party, but I've said the same thing. Uh, Berger's obviously a very good player and his record always indicates that and he, he's always, always up there. Mm. And if he really had to, he'll beat me. But I've beaten Berger quite a few times in friendlies. Mm. I know he plays differently in friendlies and so on. But I feel that even in a proper game, I've got... Yeah, he's going to win far more against me than I'm going to win against him. But I feel that I've got half a shot going into it. Play Jakes or Southey, and you just go. Well, we might as well just put down that you've won. Why bother playing this for pleasure? <laughs> uh, just a quick thing as well. Again, I think I'm sure you guys will all echo anyone who's not seen it. Obviously, just hope uh, Berger gets well soon. By the way, as well, I know him and his uh, his mum are feeling a bit under the weather with possibly COVID. So, uh, obviously, get get well soon, big man from uh, from the podcast. Yep. Yep. yep definitely. Um. Right, so we're going to move on to Group 2. Uh, River, your group, and, um, you know, you were very, very quick to dig me out, um, but uh, I'm just looking at the group. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, but you're second from bottom. What, what's gone wrong for you? It's called FIFA and defending. <laughs> yeah, we, could, we, didn't, we didn't let Ash have this excuse. So no. Come on, we, need to, uh, <laughs> we, need to, we need to settle this. It's, it's simply the amount of goals I concede. It's... It's ridiculous. I mean, Buncey, you come second, and you look at that, it's a world above me there. I was 5-1 up on Buncey with about half an hour to go. He beat me 6-5. Yeah, I mean, I just... I was until late on. Um, I've had 
uh, yeah, I just can't defend. Yeah, I mean, I had in my notes here that you had some big wins um, against Tuggy and Mark, and uh, a couple that you only lost by a few goals. Lots of high-scoring games. Um, and maybe that's just FIFA at the moment, you know, maybe a couple of weeks down the line when they've released a few patches, maybe we'll all be sort of brought back down to earth um, in terms of the scores and the results. Um, yeah, I have a game that's got fewer than six or seven goals in it very often. So you look at my goal difference there, one, three, lost six, and my goal difference is only minus two. It's uh, I very rarely have a game with fewer than seven goals in it. Yeah. I mean, it makes for great, uh, great entertainment. Um, Jam, um, Paul won the group. Um, would you say that's a surprise? Um, I mean, I I played Paul those this morning, and he he knocked me out of the elite bracket. Spoiler for for when we come to talk about that later on. Um, you know, he, he's uh, he's a good player, and considering he he got a goal at start against me as well, it was very disappointing. Um, but you know he's he's very very good. It's he's got a certain way of playing, and that's not a you know a, de- a degrading comment at all. He um, he's very good on the counter. He's got fast forwards, and um, and he's tough. He's tough in the tackle. He's tough to try and get the ball off. So I think I'm not really surprised that he um, that he did win that group. The, the the big surprise for me in that group is you know you pick out certain people. For example, Bunsey, Jeff. Um, I know I know Jeff and Bunsey came second, but. You could argue one of those probably should have came first, and then, you know, Mark and River being down there. Mark just having been in the prem, and River just having been promoted to the prem. Um, you know, again, River, I'm, I am surprised that you you were below the likes of Soggy and and Sean there, really. Yeah, so- Soggy played really well when I played him. Um, he put sorry. five past you, didn't he? He did, yeah. Um, and I only got two against him. And I say normally, I say my games have at least three or four at each end. Um, he, he played really well, deserved to beat me. Sean, I think I can't remember exactly, beat me something like five four six five. I think mm-hmm. uh, if I can find it quickly. Um, I mean, I you, it's, it's a safe bet to assume it was a high-scoring game yeah, if it's on five, FIFA Twenty One. I thought. In terms of. Um, in terms of Group Two, I mean, Ash, you've you've said to me there, obviously, who I think um, was was a surprise. I mean, again, someone we don't really hear much about because we see him on the F1, but not so much in FIFA is is Wardy, and yeah. unfortunately, him coming middle of the the pack, obviously, just sort of feeds that that mystery even more. Do we do we know anything more about him? <laughs> no, man of mystery when it comes to FIFA. Good at F1. <laughs> mm, yeah, um, very good at F1 doesn't seem to be carrying too much over into FIFA but uh, again just looking at his record I mean you know 1-3 no 1-4 lost 3 and drawn 2 it's so mixed I mean he sounds like a player that you get him on his off day it can be an easy 3 points but you get him on a good day then it it really it'll it'll go his way Um, yeah interesting group Uh, right we're going to move on to Group 3. Uh, MJG uh, won that group. He carried on the form from last season uh, with Joe in second. MJG was clear by seven points. Uh, he only drew one game uh, in the entire group against Lost Boy. Uh, I'm going to come to Shelbourne. Um, I mean, obviously, he did done, he done very well last season um, in the league. Um, so are you surprised to see that he's, uh, he's carried that on into this one? Um, who are we talking about here, MJ or Lost Boy? MJG. MJG. Yeah. No, I think he's he's a very tidy player. I think he's someone who's really improved, especially defensively. He tends to be quite tight um, and not not really ship too many chances. I've always found it tough against him. Um, but I, what I one person I did want to talk about was Lost Boy, um, because his his record. I know like he really improved last season in the in the leagues, and when you look at the people, some of the people there, he's finished ahead again ahead of. Like some championship stalwarts, people who recently relegate from the Prem, you know, they're done really, really well there. And I think he deserves a, a, a calling out for doing, uh, getting a fantastic result and finishing in fourth in that group. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, I'm just sort of looking at some of the results in this group. Again, River, I, I think this whole sort of, it, it, it must have been FIFA in general at the moment, loads of high scoring games. Um, you know, I'm seeing a couple of sevens in there. You know, seven one. Uh, Joe beat Ryan Jones. 
um, a couple of five ones, five twos. Um, sort of looking at that group again, is there anyone there that sort of uh, surprises you? I mean, Wince and Bertie, perhaps. Um, Wince, yeah, but I've Bertie a few times, um, and I've given Bertie a couple of hammerings. So. Um, Bertie's, we went through a spell of about six months last FIFA where I couldn't get a win against Bertie. This FIFA, I've started off really well against him, so not surprised to see him there. Winston Hilly down there. Winston Hilly, I'm a little bit surprised about, uh, being that low. Um, MJG winning it, I'm not particularly surprised about. He did well last FIFA, and he's mates with Southie, isn't he? So he's probably got some tips. <laughs> I say, yeah, when, when I did want to pick up on that, when Shelbourne said that he PM Southie, I mean, after this, uh, if it's picked up in form, that's what everyone's going to be doing, surely. <laughs> everyone, everyone is going to be on the old PMs to Southie, the poor bloke. It's going to be uh, like Richarlison when Neymar gave his phone number out. It's going to be PMs all over the shop. I, I retain exclusive rights to Southie's. Uh... <laughs> No, brilliant. Um, yeah. See, in fairness, I would say when when Suddy started playing the Formula One last year, he he dropped me a, a PM and looked for some advice on kind of getting going with the game and stuff like that. So uh, I felt like I was just kind of calling in my favour, <laughs> just cashing it in. Yeah. <laughs> you scratched my back, I scratched yours. Um, <laughs> Right, if we move uh, on to group four, and uh, Jam, I'm going to come to you first. Of the top three in this group, uh, Raz, Ryan, and Worm, so mm. they finished on 29, uh, 29 points and then 27 for Ryan and Worm, respectively. And they were two wins clear of everyone else. I mean, for me, the the, the two standout people in this group... Um... Well, no, do you want three? Two for good reasons, one for bad reasons. So the two standouts for good reasons is Raz and Rhino. I know Worm and Rhino are both on the same points, but if you look at the goal difference, Rhino scored 17 more goals. Um, well, or 17 better goal difference than uh, than than Worm. Um, for me, I know you know Rhino. Uh, you know, in chats, in parties, and things, he was like, disappointed not to top the group. Um, when you look at it, he probably you know he he did do some very very good. He has some very very good results early on. Uh, I know Raz, obviously his mercurial squad of of uh, Swiss league football players, etc. Are um, uh, you know he's obviously got some good results, but you know you look at it, Raz, not what was it two seasons ago was was in the Prem, I believe, um, and he's found yeah. himself in in Group Four, which is you know no disrespect, but you've got Saty, Wiz, Gaz, etc. You know Andy Tunners, so. Um, he, he's done well to find himself in that group with uh, and be on level playing field with these guys, and then get a two goal head start going into, you know, against some higher higher players later on in the tournament. Yeah, of course, you know the sort of brackets do, are running on the handicap, and we'll come to that uh, shortly. Um, River, I'm gonna... can I just sorry, can I just one the, yeah, the, yeah. the the third person who had a standout performance, but for the wrong reasons, was Harry. And I know I like to dig Harry out on the podcast, and it's been a little while since I've done it, but I've here we go. Known. All right. So Harry somehow managed to finish below. And again, this is no offense, these guys, but Harry managed to finish below Box and Gazgrass. I mean, what's happened there? Harry was, you know, again, Harry used to be semi-decent. I'm not going to push it and say, okay, he used to be semi-decent at the game. And now he's finishing fourth bottom in group four. That's pretty poor on anyone's money, isn't it? Surely. I mean, I can't be the only one who thinks that, Ash. Uh, River, would you agree? Um, I think... Yes, I think Satie has improved dramatically. I've played Satie in a couple of friendlies and I've won both of them narrowly and probably shouldn't have. He's got a lot better. He will do well this year. Um, he's an awful lot better than when he joined the site. Um, so I can see why Satie or how Satie finished above Harry. Um, yeah, to finish again, as you say, no offence uh, to them. But yeah, you wouldn't think Harry would be finishing below uh, Wiz and Gaz. Maybe Dave got better or he's just got shitter. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Time will tell, I guess, um, with these players. We will see. We'll see. Um, right, we're going to move on. Um, we're going to move quick, over. Quick, throw to, throw to Shelbourne because it's 7.59. Yeah, that's why, to... <laughs> that's, that's, why I've per- that's why I've purposely not uh, included him in this part. <laughs> um, 
Right, we're going to move on and we're going to move over to F1. So uh, we're going to pass over to Joe now, who's going to give us the latest roundup from the last two weeks of the F1. So over to you, Joe. Thanks, guys. Uh, it'll be a pretty short one this week, as to be honest, not a lot's happened. We've had two races since we last spoke at two of the hardest tracks on the uh, calendar in Monaco and Baku. Both are street circuits, both have real tight, twisty corners. Quite hard to get a uh, F1 car around if you're trying to go too fast. We'll take a really quick look at the races. Looking at Monaco in Division 1, we had an absolute standout win for Shelbourne. He started on pole position. Uh, he had the fastest lap by at least one and a half seconds. He finished 50 seconds clear of anybody else. Fair play. It was a really good race. Bunce was in second. Suited was in third. Wells a fourth. And Wardy continued his good form with a fifth place. We only had three non-finishers, which I think was a really good effort. Look, at Division 2 Ash continued his good form again started pole he had the fastest lap by quite a long way and he won by a full minute to Harry in second place we had Jeff in third Big B in fourth and Bertie in fifth moving on to last night in Monday night in Baku we had a fantastic race again in Division 1 where Wells ran out a quite an easy winner. He started on pole position. He put a really good lap in. He was the second clear of anybody else in qualifying. He won the race by six seconds from Shelbourne Wardy was in third place, Bunce was in fourth, and I was in fifth. Down to Division 2, we had 10 starters, only 5 finished. Obviously a quite a hard circuit. I'm sure some wheels came off somewhere. Ash, again, continued his fine form. Fastest lap, first place. Again to Harry in second place, who has been racing really well. Jeff in third, Birdie in fourth, and Riverman in fifth. Looking at the tables for the championships... Division 1's very close. You've got Wardy on top now at 134 points. He's had a couple of good finishes lately. Suited in second place on 122. And Shelbourne's really close to the gap in third on 116. We're then down to Wells in fourth on 86th. Bunsey in fifth on 63. And Jam in sixth on 48 points. In Division 2, Ash has taken a real stronghold on the championship. He's on 141 points now. You've got Harry in second place on 106 points. Bertie on 103 points, Payne Wells on 80, and Jeff in 5th place on 68. Once again, guys, the space is available. It's 2 million Scudo every Monday night. Uh, I think the game is about £35 on CD keys now. If anyone wants to get involved, just get in contact. Catch you again, guys. Um, thank you very much for that, Joe. Um, and Just really, really quickly, because um, obviously we all do race uh, on a Monday night. The last two weeks have been quite interesting. How have you, how have you found them? Uh, Jam, I'm going to come with you first, just because obviously you're in the top division. Um, I mean, for me, the, the last two weeks have been an absolute shambles. Um, <clears throat> Shelbourne's obviously in the top division as well. He'll attest to that if he's paid any sort of attention to my races. Um, it's been It's been abysmal. Um, I had a really tough time at Monaco, which I think most people do. Um, I kept, again, I kept getting so many penalties and, and just issues with, with Monaco. But can, Baku was the real disappointment for me because Baku is a, a track I actually really enjoy and I'm, I'm quite quick around if I'm, if you know, if I say so myself. And I think I was just having a real bad, bad day. You know, I had, had a terrible day at work on the Monday. Come back in, played some FIFA, got some, some losses under my belt there as well. And uh, again, I think I, I pit, had more pit stops than anyone else. I, I crashed more than anyone else. Um, but still managed to finish. I think it was eighth or ninth, so not too bad. But yeah, not not a good night at the office at all, really. Um, onwards and upwards, unfortunately, to Canada, which isn't a good track for me next uh, next week. Um, River, I know you've uh, we have fun Monday night um, in Baku. Uh, yeah, I got round Baku. I, I don't mind Baku. For the laps, I actually don't hit that stupid wall that I seem to hit on about 50% of the laps. Uh, the other time, Baku, certainly in the last game, I was all right at Monaco the week before. It's just, it's just I don't know why I even bother. It, you just can't get around it if you're so good at the game. It's so hard. Um, but yeah, Baku I quite enjoyed. But in Division 2, I think half the field finished this week. And was it less than half at Monaco? Uh, we're just not good enough. Apart from you, like Division One imposters who've come down for a few wins this year. <laughs> I don't know who you're referring to. Um, <laughs> Shelbourne, how, how have you found the last uh, the two weeks? Yeah, I suppose I've quite enjoyed them because I've had a, had a win in Monaco by 50 seconds, and then second place in in Baku. But um, one thing I've really enjoyed this year, and I, and it's no kind of 
I don't want to have a dig at Soggy, but it's so much more competitive because he doesn't just turn up every week and win. Um, you know, like I've won races, Wells has won races, um, Suit has won races, Wardy's won races, and you know, and really Jam probably I don't know, I don't think you have Jam, but you should have, you know, you've been right up there. I some... I could have arguably won um I could have arguably won the first race in uh, in Australia. I was chasing down, I think it was suited, and uh, I pushed it too hard. My tires were screaming, and on that after that uh, weird chicane, clipped the grass, went straight into the wall, and I was gutted. I was absolutely gutted because my first race in Division One. Um, yeah. I don't think I'd have caught him, still mind, but you know, I went from second to DNF, and it was uh, devastating. Yeah, but that's like there's there's kind of six or seven guys who could be on the podium every every Monday night and that's what's kind of making it great like there's certain tracks that are suiting certain cars suiting certain setups and it's just working a dream really that it's so competitive and it's um I said yeah I don't want to have a dig at Soggy because it's not his own fault for being too good at a game but it, it's so much more enjoyable I suppose when really any you know any one of three or four or five people could win a race mm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree actually to be fair I mean again I think um, you know I, I again apologise to him on the night apologize again to him now you know i i think i clip suited um on the second or third uh, corner in uh, in baku on monday and again it was completely unintentional i was just going too fast i wasn't trying to take anybody over at the uh, the round the, the the corner at all um but again it was one of those things where you know it's kind of ruined not ruined his race because obviously he still came i think he came within the top six or something like that but you know he's he's showed massive strides so far this season he's sort of up there with you and buncy and possibly wardy because of the car as well as as some of the top four in this season so far yeah, no, another good couple of weeks and uh, on to the next one. Yeah. Right, we're going to move on and we're going to move back over to FIFA now and uh, talk a little bit about the brackets. So obviously we are now in the knockout stage of the Ryder Cup. Um, I'm going to start with the elite group and I'm going to start with you, Jam, because uh, Paul has, and you touched on it earlier uh, in the podcast, you are out. I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. I disgraced myself um Paul Lowe's and his dirty tactics uh got a man sent off he was uh yeah it was just terrible and again to compound it all it was uh I think was it it was 2-2 on the actual without the handicap so 3-2 with the handicap in the 90th minute and my defenders pretty much did a bloody comment comedy error ran into each other and his player just went straight through on goal so I just dropped the control <laughs> and let him score I was fuming um but uh, you know do you know what fair play because again Paul he um in victory and in defeat he's always quite gracious i've never had him uh, you know, for all the stick he gets with the whole leon jokes and things like that he's never um he's never been salty about losing or you know been an ungracious winner so uh, fair play to him and uh, and uh, again i'm just disappointed to be out quite on the contrary to some other people i mean again i don't know what you boys on the podcast i'd like to get your opinions I've seen and heard rumblings of people wanting to get themselves out of this tournament as quick as possible to avoid paying money. Um, so, I mean, I, I I know that's not what we talked about in the agenda, but I'd like to hear everyone's opinions on that, if, if that's the true. I mean, I I would hate to think that people do that because it yeah. kind of takes the fun out of it. You know, you, at the end of the day, you're playing a game. Um, but that's, that's just my opinion. I don't know what you boys think. Um, River? Um, I'd hope not as well. Um, what's the point of being in it if you're not trying to win games? Yeah, yeah. that's the argument, mate. I, yeah, I don't get it. Um, I could look. I can understand people saying, "Oh, if I've gone out, it's not the worst thing in the world because I've saved myself potentially money." Um, but I, I went out today as well as a spoiler, just before, literally, just before the podcast on Golden Goal. Okay, might have saved me a bit of money. I'm not happy about it. No. I would agree. It's uh, everyone wants to win, surely. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's like at the end of the day, it comes back to that kind of. Com- we're all we all play games because you're you have a competitiveness. You want to, yeah, you enjoy it, but you you want to be win or want to be good at what you do. Like so, I think I would be very surprised if there was anyone there who's throwing games or you know not putting their their best effort into it really. And I'd like to think that we don't have any members like that on the site, um, because again, that's uh, you know, it's not what it's about. Um, but anyway, we get back to the knockout, uh, and obviously, Paul's beating yourself, Jam. That's that's all good. Um, it's all good. 
<laughs> I'm all for colloquialism, Ash, but don't you dare say that. I'm glad Jackson smashed you in the group stage. I'm glad that you got no wins. That's what I'm glad about. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, obviously, sort of looking at that bracket, Sufi versus Jaxi, possibly in the second round. That's, yeah. um... Again, it's, that's the thing, isn't it, though? It's like, again, Paul's kind of just done me a favour, so I didn't have to play one of them two, hadn't he, later on. You know. Because, um, again, the, the, the way that, just, just quickly, the way that that uh, elite bracket lined up was actually quite nice for me. Um, I got all, I could get all the way to the semi and only have to play one of those two, um, and knowing the fact that if I beat, managed to somehow get past them, I would be uh, be up against probably Berger, but... But to be fair, it would have been uh, it would have been all right. So yeah. But, yeah. Oh well. One I mean, things. I mean, the only thing that you know, Sufi and Berger are in the, each uh, in the top and bottom half of that bracket, and uh, let's let's hope it's not a Sufi and Berger final um, for the yeah. tenth time. Um, Shelbourne, is there anyone? Obviously, bear in mind with the handicaps. Um, mm sort of looking at that bracket, is there anyone that you think could maybe pull up an upset? Um, oh. See, it's a tough one. I mean, you could make a point for, you know, uh, Sean, maybe, you know, if he come up to come up against Berger or something like that, being someone who was was uh, was in the Prem last season. Um, I don't know, does he carry a, what was he And He was in the first of our group one, was there, group two, um, in this thing, so he has a, a goal advantage against Berger, you know, someone like him maybe. Um, but other than that, I mean, I just think, I think Sudi's going to run all the way to the final and play Berger, unfortunately. I mean, that's good of thought. <laughs> we'll have to see. Um, right. We're going to move on and we're going to move over to the lower knockout. And I'm going to start with you, River. Um, although if you, you just said you play, if you, did you say you play Biggie? Yeah, just before. played him just, literally just before the podcast and lost on Golden Goal. Ah. Was it a good game? Just, just the standard FIFA game, 6-5. Oh, right. <laughs> so for the neutral, it would have been quite an uh, entertaining watch. Well, not as entertaining as my game before that when I beat Payne 9-8. <laughs> Brilliant. It, it always seems to just be one goal, one or two goal separation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just, just can I just touch on 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 Biggie as well? There, I mean, for me, he um, he's played really, really well um, in the bracket as well. Um, for me, I I'm really impressed, and I think that he is going to be uh, he's going to be doing some really good moves. I think in in the Prem next season. I don't know what you think, uh, River. Obviously, well, Joe, all three of us, all, we're all going to be, all four of us, sorry, are going to be in the Prem next season, aren't we? Uh, depending on consoles and things. But I mean, again, I I personally think, boys, that Biggie is going to uh, going to upset some people and, and finish comfortable mid table. Um, based on your game with him this more uh, earlier on, River, would you would you agree? Um, yeah, I think he'll um, certainly take points off people who might be thinking, oh, look, it's someone who's come up from the championship and I'm going to get six points here. Uh, I certainly think, like Shelbourne and Suited did last season, when they did incredibly well, stayed up relatively safely in mid-table, you can see Biggie doing that. He He's a decent player, for sure. And some idiot obviously gave him Jonathan David, who put four past me. <laughs> And who was that? Who was that? I, I, I can't recall now. I'm, I'm <laughs> gonna Brilliant. Um, Shelbourne, you've got Tunners uh, in the bracket. How are you feeling going yeah. into that? Yeah, I'd, I'd be pretty disappointed if I wasn't playing yourself in the the semi final. Uh, to be quite honest, um, when I saw the draw being made, I kind of thought that that's the way it might transpire. Um, and like I've, I've not historically I've not got a great record in handicap tournaments or in the eliminator tournaments I've not made it past the group stage the last two seasons and generally just seem to struggle to kind of break teams down when I'm expected to break them down um, but I think with, with this FIFA I'm finding that I'm a lot more free score and so yeah I'd, I'd kind of fancy my chances against Tunners and then against either the artist formerly known as Diode and or Safety um, and then I'd, I'd, I'd expect you to do the business against Wince and 
we'll face off at a later date. Well, based on my progress so far, I wouldn't be expecting anything like that. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> tomorrow I play Wince. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Safety with a two-goal start will not be easy for you if it's safety. Yeah, I know. He's as I, I played him in three or four friendlies one afternoon and they were all very tight games in fairness he was, uh, but for the fact you said it earlier I'd have pointed it out myself that he's done he's done very well on this on this version I think he will be a he'll be a force to be reckoned with in uh, whatever division he's in next yeah season. so you've got to, if you give him a two goal start that ain't going to be easy but it's um at least it's a more open bracket this I think rather than the top one where it's going to be Burger v Southie barring something bizarre happening we shall see we shall see. Yeah, hey, um, right where you say that, it's going to be Berge, Berger versus Southey or Jaxie, isn't it? Because you never know, Jaxie could could upset uh, could upset Southey in their game. Yeah, if they, if they end up playing each other. Um, right, we're going to move on, and we're going to talk a little bit about the first BFA that's happened. Now, I don't know if you boys have had a chance yet to have a little look at some of the figures and uh, players thrown I've, about. I've written them all down, Ash. Don't worry, I've written so, them all down. I think we can only really start. I mean. Joe's been very busy tonight. He's managed to sign Jude Bellingham and Diego Jota. Bellingham mm. for 26 million and Diego Jota for 74 million. That's 100 million on players in the first BFA. Um, Jam, your, your first reactions. Um, disappointment that I didn't get Bellingham. I think um, I, he's going to be one very similar to last season when I had uh, Ansu Fati. I think he's going to be one that come the end of this FIFA or even the middle of this FIFA could have a, a low seven, low low to mid seventies rating. Um, even now at sixty nine, he's he's got some really nice stats. You know, he, you, on the ball he feels really nice, six foot one, sort of just glides around the pitch. So disappointed not to get Bellingham. Uh, pers- I probably wouldn't have paid twenty six though. So at the same time, I can't be too disappointed. Um, Jota, um, I you know we were saying in our pre production meeting on the <laughs> before coming on the pod, um, I uh, I purposely bid um, on on Jota because it looked like nobody else was going to bid for a while. I knew Joe was going to bid. Um, so uh, I thought, why not? I, I bid what I was willing to pay, and then and leaving enough money for my uh, wages, obviously. And then if uh, if Joe wanted to come along and usurp me, then absolutely fine. But he was always going to have to pay a decent amount for uh, for probably the star man in the uh, in the BFA, if not one of the star men in the leagues. Um, you know, again, you look at Jota, the the, the actual stats, in game stats. He's he's got to be up there with one of the best players in the division now. You know, along with the likes of myself with Pulisic, Gaz with Haaland, um, you know, those sorts of people. Um, he's uh, he's very, very good. And you've brought in a player yourself, uh, right back. Yeah, again, that's again. It's kind of like I'm I'm a sucker for a BFA. I, I can't really have a BFA go by me, not try and get involved somewhere. Um, I just uh, I sold a left back this afternoon, I believe it was to Tunners. Um, the lad Moasa. Um, he's okay, but he was he was wasn't really doing it for me. So I'm hoping this guy can come in slotting at right back. While I'm trying to play a three at the back system now, so uh, I'm trying to play some wing backs. And this guy's got some good stamina. He's got a long throw, so we'll we'll, we'll have a look at that and see if we can use that. Um, and uh, it means I can put my right back with a weak force, uh, five star weak foot over to my left back position. So all's good. I've managed to uh, sort of pretty much stay even money as well as get involved with the BFA. That's always good. Um, Shelbourne. <laughs> Who who had you gone for? I wanted Demerby. He was the guy I put forward, and um, yeah, just got usurped by Aaron at the last minute. Mm. Um, he because he's just he's one of those all round players. Has a bit of everything. He's not very quick, but just yeah, has. Yeah, he seems like an all rounder player. Looking at his stats yeah. earlier, um, and like good on the free kicks and, and all that kind of stuff. He's um, yeah, really really good. So he was someone I really really wanted. Um, and especially as I've just lost one of my star midfielders to uh, he's after going off and joining a Brazilian team, so um, I would really, really like him uh, to get to strengthen in that kind of area. But uh, sure, we'll see what we can do now. I mean, just just a, a minute silence for you on that shell. When I when I saw that Zaracho had left the leagues, uh, when I was looking at my oh. own people that had left, I thought that was really disappointing. I also thought what a great bit of luck for myself because I was the only other person bidding on him via PM with uh, with Andy Brill. So I was kind of glad I didn't go for him now. But yeah, that's that's a, a real kicking. Is a kicking the nads that is. It's an absolute sickener. I nearly died when I saw it earlier. Like and <laughs> and and, and to be fair. 
I never even went to Andy looking for him. Andy offered him to me, and I nearly, I couldn't, nearly had to get picked up off the ground by my missus. Like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, happy days. And then he's, uh, yeah, he's after going to join Atletico Mineiro. And like, what I did, I went on to Sofifa and I put in his some of his key stats into the kind of minimum uh, boxes and stuff like that. And the only player on the game who goes near him is Mo Salah. Mo Salah is the only one who hits the same stats that Zaracho hits. Oh, I couldn't believe it. Like, I mean, he's just such a good player. Complained about four or five different positions. I was absolutely sick. Did you not put him as your player replacement then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You imagine Marcus and me putting Mo Salah in as a new player replacement. Brilliant. Um, good luck with wages if you did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, River, the other two deals that have come out of tonight that have been uh, spent for big money is Nathan Ake going for £45 million for Suited Recluse and Gerard Delafayu going for £55 million to Hilly. Um, obviously, either of those players, uh, big money on both of them. Um... Oh, hold on one second. Hold on. Hold on, what's happened there? Because Delafayu, I thought, went to Brill. But, it, but you're right, he is on... Um, oh, going off the, sh- off the sheet here. It's yeah, I'm sure it was Andy Brill. Is maybe is Marcus getting mixed up between the two lads that let's, are uh, that live quite close together? Let's have a look. They sound quite similar. Let's have a I look. thought yeah, it was Brill because because Brill's the Watford fan as well. He was the one who yeah. was desperate to get him. Yeah, Brilly's won him, 55 million. Yeah, but he's been added to Hilly's sheet. Okay, well, Brilly, 55 million on Delafeu. Okay, in that case, then, I guess it's not too much of a surprise. Um, I mean, we've had this debate before, haven't we, many times on the podcast that, you know, 55 million. It's the same with Jota for Joe, you know, 74 million at that price. You want them to make an impact. But if they do make that impact for you and go and, uh, you know, win your games and score your goals, then it's money well spent, surely. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I think, again, if, if, if you sort of said to me, maybe not for Delafeu, um, but if you turn around and said to me, you know, you can sign this player for X amount, that player for X amount, and they were going to make a big difference, I'd be all over it. I'd be all over it. If I had the cash to do it and could cover the wages, of course, no problem. Um, River, looking at the sort of uh, players that have been in tonight, was there any there that took your fancy? Did you go for anyone? No, didn't bid on anyone. Um, there were a couple that I thought looked all right, wouldn't have minded, but they sort of started to get above what I was willing to pay for them um, fairly early on in some cases. Or I knew they would, like Jam says with uh, Jota, it would have been funny to pick him up just to annoy Joe. But you knew Joe was going to go big on him. Mm. Um, Delefeo, I knew he'd go for it. There was nobody there that I was wanting to get involved in a bidding war with so just a case of no I'm just gonna leave this alone and wait for the uh what wait for someone who I really want. Um you just alluded to if it's somebody you really want, you go and spend fifty five million, you go and spend seventy million if it's that player you really want. I'm not gonna go and spend that on something. Yeah, they look alright. Wouldn't mind having them. I'm gonna wait till I get the player that I want to go and bid those sort of amounts of it just just in terms of I think we've glossed over it a little bit as well, but with um uh, Nathan Ake, I, I said he was gonna go for big money. I thought he'd go for a lot more than forty five million. I don't know what you think, Shell. I thought he'd have gone for with the money in the market, sort of sixty, sixty five at least, because of the pace and, and the prem element and all this sort of thing. Um yeah, but I thought you know, he was a bit of a parity player, to be honest. I thought oh, absolutely gonna come in and, and and throw down big dollar because I think when Bertie sees a player he likes he tends to just go in and go for him and I did think he would go for an awful lot more and especially he will get game time at Man City so he's likely to improve and you know his stats aren't going to be dropping anytime soon so yeah I'm quite surprised that he only went for that amount. You've also got the fact as well that you know Payne and Suited both bid the same amount but Suited managed to get in there just before so that's uh, that's a bit interesting as well. Yeah, so it does love a pacey d- d- defender, all right. Um, mm-hmm. I know he uh, he lo- he had a bit of a, a loss out recently when DeAndre Yedlin took a massive downgrade. But um, I see he's uh, he's qu- moved quick to to get some uh, reinforcements in. Yeah, I think you you're right, Ash. Xhaka, you've obviously bought in Ash's uh, sorry Arsenal's captain. Um, the th- again, the thing is though, I, I, 
This isn't a... Um... Oh, Jeff won him, did he? Yeah, yeah, Jeff won him. I went in with a 12 million bid, and I think I was outbidded uh, a little bit later on towards the end. Um, oh, 13 right, million, okay. he went to Jeff. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, he's not the quickest. You know, he's got under 50 pace. Um, but I think if you play him in that sort of CDM role... Um, Maybe you might not see too much of it. You know, he has got good stats in that sort of, you know, being able to pass in and holding the ball. Um, so at 12 million, it was a bit of a punt. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jeff will do well with him, I think. Um, and it is what it is. It's, uh, he was my main target. You know, none of the others. Well, the, the others I thought that I would have been interested in would have gone for big money. That I perhaps was a little bit, you know, not too keen to pay. Um, there've been a couple of players earlier in the day that I tried to do some business on as well. Um, so we're sort of a little bit of an R in over that. Um, but look, there's uh, there's no complaints from me this time around. Um, I think he'll do well for Jeff. Yeah, I, I would probably agree. Again, for me, I don't. I, I know River for a fact would agree. Um, you know, anything below fifty pace. I mean, that's fifty pace. You 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 walking backwards. You're not, what, uh, you're not even doing anything. Why well, not have legs? Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, his legs are for kicking balls only, not for running. <laughs> yeah, no, that's stupid. By the time they get to where you want them to on the pitch, the ball's gone. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, just really quickly, looking away from the BFA, has there been any transfers that have really stood out for you in the last sort of two weeks or so? Um, I, I would say there's there's been a transfer in the last two hours. Ain't your your uh, lad Coop Miners to Buncey? I'm um, 35 million. I think you've you've robbed him blind. Um, I think there should be a steward's inquiry personally. Again, <laughs> I I would I will plead the fifth and, and let uh, you know Buncey's mate River and and Shelbourne. Who did did you have Coop Miners at one point, Shelbourne? Yeah, he's he's very tidy. He's just a bit slow. Um, is he is he 35 million tidy though? When there's a BFA on the day. That's um, the question. I liked him. I I, 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 did have, I won't lie. I did like him. He is an amazing penalty taker as well. Um, and we see the amount of penalties in this game. Like, um, he, he's handy to have. But it, it depends. I think you need to be someone who's using a CDM to really get the benefit out of him. I personally don't. I play two central mids, so he wouldn't be someone I'd go looking for now. Yeah, I need someone mobile. But if 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 Bunty has uses that kind of shield in front of the back four, then. Then yeah, I, I would say he's probably arguably worth the, the 35 million spend. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'd managed to bring in a player earlier in the day, but back of Kamara from Payne. Um, you know, a little bit of business that I've been uh, sort of woman and arm with for a little bit of time. Um, and then obviously a bit later in the day, add a little cheeky PM from Buncey. Um, after I'd put Coop Miners, uh, I think it was for Camavinga from Rhino, um, mm. I'd posted it in the thread. I had a little cheeky PM from him, um, you know, and it sort of went from there. I think he'd do well. He's a good player, but, you know, I like to mix it up every now and again. Um, so, yeah, I hope he does well for him. Yeah, I don't think there's any any other, in terms of the BFA or transfers. Again, you obviously signed Ben Rama from Saiti for 30 million. Um, again, you know, big. Maybe it's a sign of the times. But I just think that's big money for a player that, again, for me, doesn't. You know, is he a cam? Is he a winger? Where, where are I, you playing him? I like his. Uh, so I had been playing him um, at cam, um, and had done well. I've been playing him for a little bit on the wing just to sort of see um, how he does there. Um, I think out of the two positions, he's better at cam. Not quick enough for a winger. But I like his versatility. Um, and again, he comes down to that debate. If he, if he does well for me, scores me goals, it's 30 million well spent. Um, mm. So, yeah, can't. I'm happy with that deal. Um, hopefully he does well. <laughs> um, River, Shelbourne? Um, I might jump in and say I, I quite liked um, Joe getting Eric Dyer for 21 and a half million because he was someone who's he's, he's low enough on wages and um but actually plays an awful lot better in game and um, he's like he's realistically like an 80 81 rated center back but they have him as a cdm now i think today's update kind of changes that but um yeah, you know until play. there's a until there's a squad update he's still a 78 cdm that he's paying wages for and he you can 
play him in there or you can stick him at centre back and he's an absolute beast. Um, and he wins everything in the air. He just he's an absolute animal. So when I saw Andy selling him on for twenty one and a half million, I thought Joe had done well there. Yeah, I mean it's a good deal. River, anything to add? Um nothing else really massively stands out. Um there was one I thought was a couple of players maybe that go a little under the radar. There's a deal between Tunners and Gasgrass. Um for Bardi, a cam going from Tunners to Gaz and coming back the other way, Malong, who's mm. a seventy six CDM, who I really quite like the look of. Um I I messaged Gaz about about him and he was like, No, I only offered him to Tunners because I wanted Bardi. Um I, I thought he looked a good player. That was an interesting deal uh, to see if they're both happy with that because we know what Tunners is like. Tunners swaps a cam for a CDM, then in a couple of days' time he'll be wanting to if he wanted to get rid of his CDM for an attacking player, then a couple of days later he'd be after a CDM again. So it'd be interesting to see how long he holds on to him for. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Right. Well, I think I think we're probably going to be about the sort of 50, 55 minute mark. That's going to wrap up today's podcast. So, uh, thank you uh, again for listening as always, if you've, uh, you know, made it to the end in one sitting. Um, Shelbourne, thank you for coming on. Um, Thanks for having me back on. It's been a joy. Yeah, no, it's been good to have you back on. Um, you know, as, as always, any time. Uh, Riverman, if you want to say goodbye in your own special way. Yeah, yeah. cheers for having me on again, guys. Um, I'm sort of uh, always there when you need a body at the last minute, so I'm always happy to fill in and come and bore you bore everyone for an hour. <laughs> hey, hey, none of that. Um, Jam? Yeah, to be fair, I mean, River, you are the Max Rushton of uh, of this podcast. You uh, you step in when uh, when the Alan Brazils of the world are, are not here, so it's good. <laughs> so thank you very much. Um, yeah, again, just thanks everyone for listening. Uh, if if you have indeed listened, um, and uh, well done to anybody who's uh, who picked up a player in the BFA. Hopefully, everyone got what they wanted, yeah. um, and we'll we'll see you on the next one. Yeah, brilliant. And as always, guys, you know from myself, thank you for listening. And uh, if you do want to get involved, please please do PM either myself or Jam, and we'll get you on. Uh, it's so easy to do. It can be done from the comfort of your own. Uh, chair on your Xbox or a phone um, it is so easy so please do uh, PM us if you want to get involved right brilliant cheers for listening and goodbye